it's CJ, and here's the guy that inspires every left-handed pickleball player everywhere to switch to right-handed. It's Chris Allen. Live from Asheville, North Carolina, home of the Engage World Series of Pickleball. This is the Pickleball Show. I am your host, Chris Allen. Thank you for joining us this week. And yes, the Engage World Series of Pickleball is heating up. New pros have been added to the lineup, and what a star-studded lineup it is. Brian Staub, U.S. Open Senior Men's Champion, also National Men's Champion. He'll be joining us along with Scott Moore, National Senior Men's and Mixed Champion. Steve Dawson, U.S. Open Senior Men's and Mixed Champions. They're going to join Bonnie Williams, Morgan Evans, Jennifer Dawson, Tyson McGuffin, Corinne Carr, Gigi Lamaster, Marcin Rospetsky, Christine McGrath, Gotta take a breath. Sarah Ansberry, Kyle Yates, Simone Jardim, Dave Weinbach. It's a who's who of pickleball elites. We want to add your name to the list as well. Head over to WSOPB.com and get your tickets right now. Never a better time to get your tickets than right now. They are limited, and this is a VIP experience you are not going to want to miss. Two days of playing with and against these top pros, just in a fun, friendly environment. We're not competing against them. We're just out there playing and having a good time with them. And then on day three, we get to watch them pit it against each other other and play in the ultimate pro dream team tournament that's wsopb.com engage world series of pickleball proudly sponsored by engage pickleball paddles find out why 21 of the 48 pro division medals handed out at the u.s open were won using an engage paddle that includes the new elite pro check it out at engagepb.com that's engagepb.com all right, we're going to play a new game today, and the game is called Paddle Wheel. We've taken a pickleball paddle, and we have mounted it to a circle. We've got different topics on the circle. We spin the wheel, and we see where it lands. I'll give you an example of some of the topics. We've got uh, rules changes, equipment, on-court tip, off-court tip. Got some other categories in there as well. I'm going to bring in our first two contestants today. Man, I should have some game show music going. Let me, uh, <laughs> I'll work on it for next time. Out in California, and right now at the Bobby Riggs Tennis Academy, which also uh, is really into pickleball thanks to the incredible Dawson family. Uh, Steve, Jennifer, Callan Dawson are out there. And the official summertime pickleball pro this summer is the one and only Morgan Evans. Morgan, how are you today? G'day, Chris. Yeah, good. Now, let me bring in your challenger from Portland, Oregon. It is one of the top players in the game today, Curtis Campbell. Hey, Curtis. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for making time for us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Curtis, by the way, I got to I got to ask you about something regarding Glenn Peterson. But first, let's uh, tell us a little bit about kind of your overall strategy, how you approach the game. Well, right now, how I'm uh, I mean, approaching the game is all about practice. I've been playing pickleball for about 3 or 4 years now. I spent years trying to make runs into tournaments and this year I finally broke out a little bit and now it's about continuing to to get those results, you know. I'm I'm not I'm not close to good enough to win every tournament, but I'm trying to to make runs in every tournament. That's all going to be about practice. What do you attribute your recent success to? 
Um, well, obviously having a, a great partner is a key to winning. Recently, I've had the pleasure of playing with Kyle Yates. He's won a few tournaments and was able to help me get pretty far in a few this mm-hmm. year so far. So Yeah, he's an up-and-comer. Yeah, you got to watch out for him. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing I wanted to ask you about uh, about Glenn Peterson, because I uh, mm-hmm. talked with Glenn a few weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about his paddle. You know, he has a, the, his name on, the, on his Selkirk yeah. paddle, the long paddle. Mm-hmm. And he said, because I said, you know, it's really cool having your name on it. He said, yeah, but, you know, Curtis Campbell can just spank me with my paddle. And I was like, man, that's like the most cold-blooded thing I've ever heard of is somebody using your own paddle to beat you in a game. Yeah. And I thought, God, you know, if I ever talk to that guy, I'm going to have to ask him about that. Do you just have, <laughs> just, do you just suspend any kind of compassion at all? Or, I mean, wouldn't you think you'd at least switch to a different paddle if you're going to play against somebody whose name is on your paddle? Or do you relish the fact that you beat him with the, the actual Glenn Peterson paddle? Well, I mean, Glenn, Glenn's one of the nicest guys in all of pickleball, you know, and when I first uh, was playing, I played him a few times. I maybe lost my first 10 or 11 singles matches against him. So he definitely had my number for a long time, despite, you know, there's an age gap, obviously, but he's a fantastic player. And a year and a half ago in Centralia was when he first brought out his paddle and it was the new thing. And I, you know, I tried it out and I liked it. And so I started using it and it just so happened that in that tournament, I played him and that was the first time I had ever beaten him. You know, it was fairly close, I, I'm sure, you know, but it was it was interesting that the very first time I beat him actually was with <laughs> using his paddle. He has beaten me a lot more times. That's I mean, it's brilliant. a great paddle and he's a great player. What about you, Morgan? You've got your name on a paddle. You've got your name on the Selkirk Maxima. Anybody ever uh, have the audacity to beat you using your own paddle? No, because that would just be rude, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. And, uh. Luckily, in the bylaws, in uh, most tournaments, it does uh, specifically say that you can't possibly beat uh, someone with their own paddle. So I, I do believe that the spanking of uh, uh, of Glenn by his own paddle, that, that had nothing to do with pickleball. And uh, I, think, I think they should keep the pillow talk to a minimum, personally. <laughs> That's terrible. That's like remember that car they used in Back to the Future, the DeLorean. That's like like yeah. taking that car and running over John DeLorean with his own car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the irony is fantastic. All right. Well, you seem like a nice enough guy, anyway. But we're just going to keep our eye on you, Curtis. Just because if, if we know that you're you're that ruthless that you would do that to somebody, you're just somebody that should be watched. So just to mean put man. you, yeah, we're just you're just on notice. You know, little double secret probation here. All right, let's play a little. Uh, let's play a little paddle wheel here. I'm going to spin the wheel. I'm going to give it a spin. Uh, again, the topics uh, we've got: rules changes, equipment. We've got on court, off court, uh, some other topics as well. Let's give it a spin. See where we come down. Equipment. All right, equipment can be nets. It can be paddles. It can. We already talked some about paddles. It can be balls. What about? that what about the uh the whole ball controversy that's been brewing for a while morgan what do you think about that uh for me it's it's the biggest part of the game well one of two parts of the game that that really need the most attention i would love to see the uh, restrictions on what a ball can and cannot be um, tightened up um severely so if uh if you take tennis balls for example and i know pickleball gets a lot of comparisons to tennis and uh that's right or wrong but 
from 10 feet away, I can't tell one tennis ball from another, really. And I think the same should be said for pickleball. So if I'm playing in three tournaments over a given month, I don't have to radically have to relearn how to play the game to suit whichever ball uh, they're going to come up with there. So really, if there was one thing to unify the balls together, it would be the bounce height. Would that be the one thing that you would want to, I mean, is that what you're talking about tightening restrictions? It's really the bounce height restriction? Yeah. If I could only pick one thing, that's probably going to be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would I would like to choose seven or eight things. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Curtis? So I come from, you know, the Portland area, the Northwest, where it's very cold most of the year. So there's no way to play. The Dura 40 does not play well in under 60 degrees. And when it's that temperature and raining anyways, we play a lot of indoor pickleball here. So we use the jugs ball a lot. There's no way that the jugs ball should be used on an outdoor surface. It doesn't play well. There's no way that the Dura 40 should be used on an indoor surface. It doesn't play well. So you do need different feels of balls for the different surfaces because the surfaces are completely different. But the problem is, I think, making those two balls closer together so it isn't a week-long adjustment when change venues. So something mm-hmm. like Onyx has the Pure 2 and they've got it in an indoor and an outdoor variety. You think right. that's as close so far, that's as close as we've come? Right. Those two balls are, you know, not to say that it's the best or the worst ball, just those two, the indoor version and the outdoor version are very close to each other. So if those two were the standard, then it wouldn't be a big, I'm not saying they should be the standard. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying that if they were, that would be not a very big adjustment to go from indoor to outdoor. Yeah. One of the things I'd I'd love to see would be switching to a a new ball for every game system. So once we've essentially decided upon the the gold standard for what all balls should be for indoor and outdoor, you know, there's really only one time where a, a ball is going to play like the ball you're going to experience in the final, for example, mm-hmm. on a reliable right. basis. And that's straight out of the factory. Um, right. You know, at the moment where every time we start a match, if it's the Jira 40, you know, we throw it in the air and see if it wobbles and then check it for cracks and, and also, yeah. you know, have a look to see how used it is. Is it, mm-hmm. is it too new? Is it, is it experienced enough to get a bit of grip? Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, right. not only are we wasting time, but, we're missing the point where if this one has been, you know, around the block for three months and the one we use in the next match is, uh, well, basically new, but we didn't have any other options. So uh, I guess that's what we're using. Then players are constantly having to adapt to the ball as opposed to, you know, getting on with the game and, and playing, playing their best pickleball. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I understand that by doing so, we're going to go through a lot more balls, but let's face it, these things are plastic. How hard can it be to recycle them? <laughs> yeah. right, why don't we just start some company, whoever's listening out there, and I'm sure there's three or 4 million people listening. Someone has got to come up with a recycling system so that at the end of each tournament, all these balls go back there and then get made into new balls and we all move on with our lives. All right, let's move on. Let's spin the wheel again. Let's spin it for number two here. We're going to see what topic we have and we have rules you guys are appointed king for the day your pickleball king for the day curtis uh is there any kind of rule change anything that you would enact to spread throughout your kingdom um yeah i've been i've been thinking for a while actually that um singles the court should be a little bit smaller than when you play doubles i'm not saying it should be skinny singles you know half court i think i don't think it should be that small 
But um, if you just look at the physical toll that playing singles at a high level takes, a lot of players are dropping out. You know, it's not worth the toll on your body it takes. And I'm, I mean, I'm 24 years old in pickleball years, right? I'm not old by any means, but I don't enjoy playing singles anymore because for me to make a run against all these great players, I have to just destroy my body, lunging all over the court, sprinting everywhere. And it's not worth that. And I think um, another thing, another reason I think that the court should be a little a little skinnier is that it would use more of the skills that we consider to be top pickleball skills, right? If you think of any top player, what skills does it take to be a top player? You have to be able to dink. You have to be able to take pace off the ball. You have to be able to hit it hard right at people. And none of those skills translate to singles very well. Yeah, you use some here and there. Um, I probably dink more than most singles players do. But if you shortened that court up a little bit in terms of width, I think it would bring a lot more of double skills into the singles game while still keeping it very athletic and very fast-paced. Yeah, so maybe one and a half times that skinny singles court might be the, the right mix. What do you think, Morgan? Yeah, look, that's that sounds like um, an interesting way to go, and I, I would play it for sure. I would be more likely to get back into singles. One of the things on a similar note regarding uh, singles and how it can stay relevant in the, the sport of pickleball, um, where we do have a more of a turnover in singles compared to doubles, obviously, is making the tournaments rally scoring and single elimination. You mean just in singles or the whole tournament? No, just, just in singles, um, because often the, these tournaments have singles on the first day. Um, some of them have them on the last, but, uh, you know, we see a lot of them on the first day. And some great doubles players are just burning their legs out playing what needn't be such a, uh, such a taxing part of the game. What do you prefer when you see a tournament lineup? What do you think is better, first day or last day for singles? I'd actually prefer to see it on the last day, partly because that's often on a Sunday. More people can watch it and um, people can, you know, they can relate. The average viewer at home that perhaps hasn't seen pickleball, but, you know, might be interested and they can relate to the game of singles a whole lot easier because it is very similar to tennis. I think the U.S. Open... You know, they had a, a real opportunity to to broadcast the singles and and catch a lot of viewers, but they focus on the doubles, which to your uh, your average layman watching for the first time on CBS, you know, they might be confused enough early enough to just flick the channel and uh, see what's happening with Grey's Anatomy. We were we were talking about that some friends of mine and I about it, it's hard as far as it being a watchable sport. It's hard when you watch it on TV. It, it's either you know it's slow and then boom 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 it's too fast and you don't really know what happened until it's over mm. and then you're waiting yeah, exactly. you know waiting for the replay. All right, cool. We'll put that in the uh, suggestion box there and uh, see what happens, Curtis. Let's spin the wheel here for topic number three. We are. Playing Playing Paddle Wheel today with Morgan Evans and Curtis Campbell. Third topic that came up is dun 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 ratings. The rating system. Uh, we've got the you know, the standard one right now that uh, kind of starts at two five, goes up to five point oh, and uh, and then you're off the charts, which is where you guys are. You know, you're you're up in the. I mean, we've sort of, I guess, unofficially adopted the pro label as being the five oh plus 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 label, uh, <laughs> since we don't have sixes and sevens uh, like in tennis. And I know the the new rating system. We've talked to Steve Peranto about. That. 
that and you know the new rating system that's supposed to be coming down the pike where the, you'll have this you know I'm a I'm a, a 1875 and you're a 1900 and so we can play together and stuff like that first of all Morgan what's your take on the current rating system and then the new proposed rating system what do you think about the both of them um, well the current one obviously is a little antiquated there are too many problems with players being able to just self-rate themselves and enter into the pro division of a tournament based on a small profile they've set up online that now says that they're four five or a five oh and therefore if they get their keyboard working quickly and they get in before <laughs> myself or curtis then we're out of the nationals and they're in that obviously needs to change i think um, a new rating system whatever they do they need to be able to make it precise enough to create a ranking system and from that ranking system the top 32 players manage to get into the nationals automatically, for, for example, 64, whatever whatever you want to use. And I think with the PPF, they're heading in that kind of direction where the tour finals, so to speak, that's going to happen at the age weekend of nationals, that's going to be selecting the, uh, the top eight teams in the men's, women's, uh, senior men, senior women's, and the top 16, I believe, mixed. So that's, you know, they're going to have to obviously have a, uh, a tried and true system to determine which teams are able to qualify for those. Hopefully that'll be a good springboard for whichever system. What I don't want to happen is there to be two different, three different rating systems. So if the USAPA has got one and PPF has got another, it's going to be confusing. Then you get into boxing stuff where you, you don't have yeah. a unified title and <laughs> yeah, know, all these exactly. different. I just want to be the people's champ. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Curtis? What's your take? Um, I think the the ratings is a very interesting problem, and it's it's a very difficult problem. We've been talking for a long time about a new rating system, but the reason one hasn't come about is because it's very difficult to figure out what to actually do, especially in a doubles scenario. Absolutely, you know, I've toyed with ideas about you know if you put two players say you do have you know one player has a 1500 rating and another player has a 1600 rating when you put them together are they a 1550 team or does the better player matter more or does the weaker player matter more would they be a 1525 or a 1575 team that's a non-trivial solution to a very difficult problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's not like it's super easy for someone to just go and put together a rating system and it must be doable i mean tennis doubles they swap their partners around um, quite a lot squash Mm -hmm. I think pickleball does it more than than most where they're constantly kind of flipping around partners. We don't have to reinvent the wheel here. I, I hope we can just piggyback. Well, gentlemen, we've spun the wheel three times and you guys have been great. Also, if you have just a quick tip, because, you know, so many listeners, uh, you know, 3.5, 4.0 people like me. And uh, man, you know, you get two top players like you guys on the line. It's a shame to get away without having a little quick tip that we could use on the court. Yeah, um, I have a, a quick tip. Um, when you're playing rec at any time, and if you're trying to get better for your next tournament, you want to be hitting the ball to the better player on the other side of the net. See, a lot of times people go out and play rec and they isolate away from the better player. And if you're trying to win on that specific day and that specific match, absolutely hit to, hit to the weaker player on the other side of the net. But if you want to be punished more for your mistakes, if you want to get better, then you should be hitting to that better player because hitting to that player will make you better. Nice. Yeah, that's good mm-hmm. advice. What about you, Morgan? Quick tip for uh, three fives, four O's like me? 
Yeah, I guess one of the the best tips I could give would be to uh, quickly sign up for the SoCal Summer Slam at Bobby Riggs, uh, and then quickly, <laughs> as soon as you've done that, sign up for the Andalusia Pickleball Challenge uh, out in La Quinta, California, both hosted by myself. I feel like that's probably the number one thing you could possibly do to uh, to aid your game. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, and we will, of course, link to both of those in the show notes. So I, be- I can do a serious one for you if you like, <laughs> totally up to you. Please go right ahead. Well, one of the things I, I see very often um, with players is a huge discrepancy between how hard they want to hit and the speed in which they can move. And what I like to kind of advocate is only hit the ball as fast as you are comfortably moving. So if I'm injured, if or if just my best movement days are behind me, I no longer have a right to to be really smashing the ball from positions on the court where it can certainly come back because the chances of me getting back into position and recovering and then being able to play a, uh, a good shot um, are few and far between. Whereas if I had played a, a softer shot, for example, I'm giving myself the time that I now need to move. You know, you people watch the pros and they, they see a ball that's high enough or even low balls and they see them attack those. They do that knowing that there's a very good chance the ball is going to come back and they're, they're pitting their reaction times are going to be good enough to, to clean up the mess. That's darn good <laughs> advice. And I'm going to keep that in mind when I hit the courts tomorrow. You'll get there, mate. No worries. (laughs) Well, thank you. And Curtis, I appreciate you uh, calling in from Portland, Oregon, and uh, you're certainly uh, lighting things up out there. And so keep it up and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Morgan, we're certainly looking forward to seeing you here in Asheville for World Series of Pickleball. That is coming up September 29th, 30th, October 1st. And uh, you're going to be here with your uh, partner, Marcin Rosbetsky. You guys will be in the men's rebel division, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We sure are looking forward to it. Thanks for your time today. You're welcome. Looking forward to it, man. And we are looking forward to seeing you here as well in Gage World Series of Pickleball. Right here in Asheville, September 29th, 30th, October 1st. Head over to WSOPB.com and get your tickets right now. They are limited, and this is going to be an incredible experience. You're going to share the court with, face off against national champions like Morgan, like Marson, Tyson McGuffin, Gigi LeMaster, Bonnie Williams, Christine Barksdale, Corinne Carr, Christine McGrath, Dave Weinbach, Simone Jardim. They're all going to be here. Dave and Simone also offering bonus training clinics. Dave on Thursday, Simone on Monday. Get more details on that at WSOPB.com. We look forward to seeing you here. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.